0: Welcome to Spoilers, Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hey, my name is Albert. This is Johnny. This
1: is Josephine. This is Edward.
0: And for this episode, we are going to be talking about this story where different characters from different backgrounds join forces to fight an evil foe, and that is Fast Five. Oh, wait. No, no. We're talking about Avengers Infinity War. So... Jumping here, seen the movie three times. Yes,
2: uh, Thursday night, Saturday morning with my nephew, and then uh, today with friends. Yes, I saw it th- three times. I only took two two between the three showings. I only took two pee breaks, so I'm very proud of that. Yeah, you I, took I, I, pee breaks. I, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what that means, but yeah, <laughs> 2 pee pee breaks. And now you also
0: saw it in IMAX too, right?
2: Yes, the first screening, the first viewing was on IMAX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure
0: if you guys know this, but they shot the movie in digital IMAX format. It's not mm. it's not Dunkirk 70mm IMAX format, it's the digital IMAX format. So if you get like extra thirteen percent
3: cool. So are we missing out on something if we don't watch it in digital IMAX? I don't think so. It's about 13 it's like
0: 13% above it and 13% below it. So yeah. that's, that's that's as much as you're getting
2: extra. Yeah, I, my whole thing is like I feel like it's either two things. I feel like the IMAX thing was sharper, but also it could be the next two screens I had, I was a little more critical with the special effects because they didn't look as sharp on the other screen, I don't know what it is, but it might make a difference. It might. It might not. I don't know. So, hopefully, that does. That hopefully that helps. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, I saw it in a regular format, so yeah, it looked fine to me. Huh? <laughs> Although in terms of CGI, I think whenever they have uh, Mark Ruffalo on the Iron Man suit, whatever, it looks obviously CG. <laughs> yeah. The
2: la- uh, no matter what format I saw it in, the uh, the just skipping to the end, but the uh, the Hulkbuster Mark Ruffalo, floating head kind of thing looks really weird at the end. Yeah, it looks really weird. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. But either way, uh, Edward, what did you think about, about the movie? Oh, wait. No, go ahead. What say. about War Machine and his
2: floating head? Yeah. all the, the last shot, except for Captain America, who's in the foreground, the last shot with all the Avengers there at the end of... At the end, it looks it looks like they were all shot at different stages, and like they all were kind of CGI'd in there and stuff like that. It looked all a little bit weird. Maybe
0: they did that to like avoid people like sneaking in a camera thing, so yeah. you can't really see that final shot.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It look—it just look, it looks kind of weird. Because,
0: because speaking of green screen, if you notice, a lot of the major scenes don't have extras in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just the primary cast, mm-hmm. which means that they really try to avoid spoilers.
2: Oh, okay. Interesting. Seems like it. Okay.
0: So Joseph and Edward, thoughts?
3: um well uh i think when i watched the film you know it was fun but when i came out of it i realized i didn't like it very much and uh yeah and the more i think about it the less i like it okay. so there's that but i'm sure we'll talk about that later yeah. edward
1: uh for me i i enjoyed it um but i had this feeling like i do with every marvel like film with the exception of black panther that it felt like it was light and fluffy. Yes, there were a lot of serious things happening. Yes, there were quote-unquote stakes. But I never believed for a second that, you know, any danger was going to happen, even if there were quote-unquote deaths. Uh, so it was enjoyable. But like Josephine, the more I thought about the film and really thought about, you know, the each of the sections and the characters, the more problematic it got. And things that just doesn't make any sense. So we'll, we'll discuss more of that later on, but I enjoyed it, but it was very problematic. Jiabing. I loved it. I
2: thought it was great. I thought it was a great popcorn movie, man. I thought. Obviously,
3: uh, you watched it three times, bro. Yeah, I thought
2: it was great. <laughs> it was terrific. I thought the fact, because leading up to the movie, they, uh, the directors and the, everybody was saying, oh, it's Thanos' movie, Thanos' movie. And I thought, oh, they might just uh, have a lip service for Josh Brolin hyping it and stuff like that. But it turns out it really is Thanos' movie. I think it's the first time I that I can recall where the villain is the lead of one of these movies and stuff. And he it's not just like lip service as far as him like being his story. It is it is literally his story of a beginning, a middle, and an end. He goes on a hero's journey. He goes on a quest. He uh, acquires items for his quest. He goes through obstacles. He changes at the end. He goes back to... uh, He goes home having learned a, a, a lesson and stuff like that. It's really fantastic, his movie. And it's, I think it's quite... Uh, interesting, revolutionary to have a big blockbuster where the villain is the lead character. I thought it was great.
0: Yeah, I have the same feeling that Jaming had, and I will. I will also add in the other character that actually did have a story arc is Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor is the other one that actually had a story arc in this movie. So there's that too. But in 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 my point, I I kind of get what Josephine and Edward are saying. I would say like like the past episodes, I mentioned how Marvel Cinematic Universe movies are not movies; <laughs> they're just. A part of a serialized TV show that happens to be shown in movies. And this one, Infinity War, is like, it kind of proves some point to the most, because right from the get go, you're like right in the story, you know, and it almost felt like you're watching like three episodes of Game of Thrones stitched together, you know, back to back. And that's kind of what Infinity War is. It's like part of a longer series, not a movie. If anything else, Black Panther is a better movie. But Infinity War is a better a better summer popcorn movie.
2: I would disagree with that in, in two regards so in one sense uh, they keep putting that tag uh, TV show with Avengers I mean some of it's true obviously and stuff but't but TV shows, if you look at the X-Files, Game of Thrones, or even, uh, it, you know, it doesn't change its format, you know what I mean? It doesn't change its genre, you know what I mean? X-Files doesn't become a Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones doesn't become sci-fi, you know what I mean? The, the, the Marvel stuff, they can do that, you know what I mean, with the different uh, different franchises and stuff. And also, I think what Marvel is doing really well, especially with these Phase 3 movies, they're correcting themselves. They're fixing problems. One of the big problems people have with the first f- two phases is, like, they have really shitty villains, you know what I mean? And th- the last three or four movies... They, uh, what do you call it? The villains are really excellent. They're really good and stuff like that. So I I, I see what people are saying, but I don't think you can label. And again, it, but it's also an incomplete movie because you don't, this really is one part of a 2 part. You don't know how things will play out in the next movie and stuff. But,
0: yeah. Uh, I will quickly add to that. I think part of the problem with this movie is the problem that, as comic book readers, you know this. Mm-hmm. Whenever they have like crossover events among many different comic books, there's this big, huge story, very much like an event film, event story that Uh is going to completely change the Marvel universe. Uh The story itself is interesting at its core, Uh but the execution has a lot of problems. Uh And this is kind of what Infinity War is. Uh It's a crossover event, very much faithful to how comic books do it. But because of that, it kind of has problems. Uh It's kind of unavoidable. And I think that, that 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 keeps it away from being what I would call a traditional made movie. It really is just like a summer popcorn movie. Um, kind of the kind, of, kind of movie that Michael Bay tries to make, mm-hmm. but this one is just much more entertaining.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Edward versus Josephine?
3: Sure, yes. It was a definite popcorn movie. Um, obviously, Marvel has been building this for 10 years. And so when you watch this, you're like, this is even more epic than... Uh, when Civil War and all that shit happened because everyone's on screen now, even the new characters. Ah! And even characters we haven't seen since Captain America 1, you know? whatever. Right. Um, So I give them props for, you know, really managing to orchestrate everybody into one film without it being absolute garbage as opposed to, like, Justice League. <laughs> and Justice League only has, like, you know, a quarter of what they have. But then... It's just because like you said, um, in comics when there are crossovers, it just it gets really convoluted and it's hard to execute a good story. And this is kind of the same thing. Um and I wish I, I think it's what bothers me more is like when you're watching it, I'm just like, ah, like I know it's gonna be full of problems and all this shit and it's not gonna be perfect, but then it's still like me watching that, I'm like, I know this, but I don't think other people know this. Like, they're watching it, and they're like, this is the best movie ever. Like, there's this one guy, I know this, yeah. I don't know who this person is, really, but then he's like, oh, my God, like, he cosplays as Black Panther, you know, and he obviously really likes Black Panther the movie and everything. And then he was like, oh, my God, Avengers Infinity War was almost as good as Black Panther. And I was like, wrong, wrong, you're so wrong. Like, how dare you compare them? Black Panther was, like, a great movie by itself. And you know, without having to rely on all this other crap that to make it good, they just had a really good story in itself and blah, 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 blah. And then fin- Avengers Infinity War is, is a whole other monster of crazy that does not work very well.
0: Um, well, I, we will argue that it does work for what it's trying to be. But in regards to your Black Panther cosplayer friend, was he disappointed? Because Black Panther didn't really get to do much in this movie.
3: Um, I didn't read the entire thing I think that's all he was writing he was just like no it's this movie was as good as Black Panther I already
0: mentioned my point of view there Black Panther is a better movie but I would rewatch Infinity War more than I would Black Panther tell you the truth
3: I think I would rewatch it only because there's so much shit going yes. on. Like the first, like when the first time we watched it, I was just like, I can't even hear half the lines they're saying. Because if they're saying something, people are laughing at another part, and it's just it goes over, and there's a lot of mumbling, a lot of small throwaway lines. Everyone's just saying to be funny, and I'm like, I don't what who well, shit. Now I have to watch it again, even though I don't really like care to. Um, but yeah, I mean, well. Get into more of the smaller, finer things as to why I don't like it, but I don't. Oh,
1: for me, I think uh, the standard was set pretty high in terms of villains when it came to Black Panther with Killmonger, and at this point, it was kind of like, how is Thanos going to compare it up to it? While Killmonger is still my favorite villain, uh Thanos wasn't too bad either. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. I think Josh Brolin did a great job with the mocap uh, performance. I think it it kind of work we'll get into why it also didn't work that thanos kind of in a weird way was an environmentalist a right. really messed up environmentalist but environmentalist nonetheless with balancing the universe in terms of resources being wasted and all that um so they did do an admirable job trying to make him a sympathetic uh vulnerable character so he wasn't just like you know uh, a one-note villain like steppenwolf uh, which was an awful villain yeah. At the same time, now I understand why Thanos doesn't wear his helmet for most of the film. Because I guess when he wears that helmet, he just looks like an, like any other intimidating superhero bad guy. But without the helmet, he kind of looks ridiculous. Like, like Star-Lord said, he looks like a ball sack on a face. So that's all <laughs> I was thinking. I'm just seeing a ball sack on a face. A Grimace. <laughs> yeah. But Josh Brolin did a great job. Yeah. And I think that was that was good. That being said... The threat that Thanos had, yes, he he, he was intimidating. He was, uh, you know, there. You know, he's strong. He has his Black Order, which we'll get into. Like, there there was good things about them, but there are also a lot of bad things about them. But in the end, it felt like every other Marvel film where it didn't feel there was any consequence because I think unfortunately, in this day and age, we know a lot of these you know superheroes that supposedly died, they're not really dead. They're gonna come back, and also the time stone. Powerful <laughs> lag. Speaking of time stone, it looks like so. Yeah, it's kind of you shows. watch and you're like, Yeah, there's a bit of lag. Sorry,
2: <laughs> I was making a joke because it, it lagged yeah. a lot. It looked like time almost stopped. <laughs> and <stuff> like that.
1: <laughs> Any of these superheroes are truly
0: what? Oh, yeah, there was a huge lag thing where right. it right when you said time stone. Your audio slowed down to a crawl for like, some odd reason. Yeah,
2: it's like the universe was trying to tell us something. I think Thanos was here. <laughs> it literally, like, slowed Wait, down.
1: Wait, uh, in terms of what?
2: You speaking. On the, yeah, on the word. On the okay. word, time came out, like, time. And it stopped for, like, 30 seconds.
1: Hey, guys. My uh, biggest problem with, with the film, uh, in that they, there wasn't really any real stakes. And second, oh,
3: it's, um, it's jumping
1: back. we'll get in this. Uh, Joseph will take the head on this one. Oh, that, that's
3: fine. Okay. Um, I don't know. You guys want to continue with all the good stuff, I guess?
1: Yes. Let's, we'll talk about the good stuff.
0: Um, I, I want to jump in first real quick to the whole idea that there was no stakes. I thought out of all the, the Marvel movies, this one actually, I thought there's an air of desperation, really. Mm-hmm. In, in terms of like, right from the get-go. I honestly believe that the heroes were not going to win from the get-go. I mean, in a traditional superhero movie, you expect them to have some kind of like positive reaction by the end of the movie, positive um, outcome. But I thought it was ballsy that this movie did not do that. And like what John Ming was saying, because of the fact that it was a Thanos movie, he's the winner at the end, which I think for for comic book readers, it was kind of like, well, that's kind of how the comic book went. But at the same time, for most traditional movie-going audiences, that must have been quite a shocker for you. I'm kind of curious, what were your reactions in the movie theater when that happened? Mine was silent. When, it, when that Avengers Infinity War uh, title came up after Thanos was all like in a hut, everybody was like, silent. They were
1: like, they didn't know what to think, really. Um... I think for me, the deaths that were more significant were the ones before Thanos snapped his finger. Mm -hmm. Um, I was sad to see Hemdall being stabbed in the chest and be like, oh, that sucks. That's for sure. Um, It was kind of hard to determine if Loki truly was dead because Loki is the god of deception. He's dead. And mischief. mischief. So it's kind of like, is he dead? Like, I don't know. And also, like, you know, Valkyrie was there and all of that. So it's like, you know. She was was she there or not? She wasn't there. she wasn't there. She Kork wasn't there. and Valkyrie were missing from that the sequel. the the whole thing.
0: Supposedly, is that the distress the distress call you hear in the beginning of the movie was Valkyrie and the other people from uh Zakar Sakar. yeah uh in 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 some kind of like ship flying away. I guess that was that was kind of what people are theorizing, which I think is. Makes sense? Oh, because
3: technically he did only kill half of them. He didn't kill yeah. all of them. So right. the ship that Thor was on... I, but that's the weird part, because obviously at the end of Thor Ragnarok, they're all on the same ship, but yeah. whatever.
2: Yeah. It's one of those things um. where they'll pick up, I think, in another movie. They'll show that same event from a different point of view. Like the Pro- Xander's destruction? Yeah, probably from Valkyrie. They're probably going to pick up the Nova Corps, because then they show how the Nova Corp got destroyed. They'll prob- There's some other movie they'll show how he got the Power Stone from Nova Corp from their point of view and stuff like that. But to, to f- add up to your point, you're... Uh, uh, the distress call. The rumor is it's not Valkyrie's voice, but they they say it's Kenneth Brana, the director of the first Thor movies. They oh, say it's, they say it's his voice that, that sent a distress distress
1: call. But yeah, okay.
3: okay. But it's kind of like a female, but okay. That's
1: <laughs> random. But um,
3: yeah. if just, I had an issue when,
1: they, when he does snap his finger and it's kind of like okay, I think this is where they slightly overplay their hand because it's like when you have people like Spider Man dying mm-hmm. or you know turning into ashes. I'm like, "All right, we all know he's got a sequel cut up. Spider-Man yeah. is fine, Black Panther is fine. Most of these people are going to find if if they were to be really careful and who, you know, was going to disintegrate would be like major secondary characters that you can believe go, "Oh, I could believe they, they might actually be a goner.
3: Or the ones who contracts we know are expiring. Like it,
1: Captain America. Like, yeah, you know, or those Iron
3: works. Man. And then you'd be like, oh, but I mean, I still wouldn't believe that they're dead ever because it's Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> but at least there would be a little bit more of a semblance of gasp for me. I mean, for me, I was just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I,
0: but, I think our reactions are a little different. Uh, Jamie, why don't you just take the ball?
3: Here's
2: my whole thing about uh, about the, the the ending and stuff like that. Am I naive to think that they're they're going to kill half the tr- um, universe, like trillions of people, and not bring them back in the next uh, movie? Of course not. You know, I'm you know, and like and as far as the movie characters, do I think Spider Man is not coming back and Black Panther's not coming? back? Of course not. But I do believe they know. They can't have a fourth movie without consequence. There's going to be a price to pay to bring these characters back. You know what I mean? I don't think it's a coincidence that the people that remained were the original Avengers. You know what I mean? And also, I don't think it's a coincidence that the people that left and remained behind, there's like a tether. You know what I mean? There's like a one-on-one. One. Everybody had everybody that remained has a relationship with, one, with the people that died. You know what I mean? I think it's going to be a situation where to bring back... The people that died, so, that switch is gonna be one of those bargain things. You know what I mean? Somebody's gonna have to trade places. And also, just a little more theorization. I don't think Gamora is like dead, dead traditionally. I think she is in the Time Stone. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the, soul, soul, gem. the, the soul Gem and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, there.
0: well, the Soul Stone. Like yeah. movies, yeah.
2: Yeah, soul, <laughs> the Soul Gem and stuff. So I do believe it's one of the things where they're going to have to go and gather the the Defending Stones again, and somebody's going to have to trade their life for Gamora
1: to switch places and stuff.
3: That's the, 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 so this th- is like Dragon Balls?
2: It's totally
1: Dragon Ball. It's totally yeah. Dragon Ball. That, but, but the that's that Soul Stone is definitely the Dragon Balls. Yeah.
0: No, 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 it's true. It's true. I, I think. Infinity. I, I think if you go by the standard Marvel uh, comic book rule, mm-hmm. if you don't see a body, they're not dead. Yeah. So everybody that right. turned to ashes, not dead. They, yeah. My, my theory. I don't know if you guys have theories yourself. My theory is they are in the soul stone. Uh-huh.
2: Yes, yeah, that's, that's right. Yes, yeah, they yeah. Are. yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean. so, but I think, I think the whole thing. I know the criticism there is like, why are you, why are they going to kill these people? And when we, everybody knows that, that they are going to die, and they're not going to die. Uh, I think that's kind of. Uh, misguided in a certain way. Because at the same time, like any movie, like I'll, I'll toss it Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. Han Han gets put into Carbonite at the end of the movie. There's no resolution. You have to wait for the next movie mm-hmm. to get a resolution. This is no different. So you got all these heroes who presumably are dead, but in a regular movie, you will get the final act which will resolve that problem. We don't get the final act till next year. Yeah. So that's the difference. So the the difference here is that even though it 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 puts the heroes in a very bad spot, and that's what that's what we're supposed to come. That's what, that's what we're supposed to take away from it. Like, oh crap, our heroes are in trouble. How are they gonna get? How are they gonna uh, win this now? That's that's the reaction we're supposed to get. We should get, yeah. not like, what the hell? They they, they just they just kill all these people.
2: Yeah. And also, like I said, the people that run more, or the people that are telling stories, they're pretty smart people. Like I said, they know that Christmas is out there, that they bring back dead people and stuff. And they are where stories need to have consequence because otherwise, you know, don't, you know, don't, why bother with these stories and stuff like that? You know what I mean? One of the reasons, you know, going into Captain America's Civil War, people thought one of the characters was going to die, but they deliberately didn't kill a character because they said they wanted to tell a story with stakes and everything like that. And, and James Gunn also mentioned when the first group died, in volume one, he says that's the that's a group. That's not the same that we're watching right now because he said deaths have to have meaning. They have to have consequences of that. I don't think like like I said, I'm not naive enough to think that these people won't come back. But I think. The key is what's the price that they're going to pay to bring these people back? There has to be a consequence. You know what I mean? Like people shit on them for for like killing uh, Nick Fury and then bringing them back. But if you if you look at this story, when Nick Fury came back from the dead in uh, in Winter Soldier, he loses Shield. He also loses Captain America's trust and stuff. So there was a price to pay. And so the question is not whether they come back or not or whatever, but it's what price at what at what, I what see, price?
0: I don't think they're going to go that far. I think yeah. it's a simple case where where yeah. all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All these heroes are put in quote-unquote carbonite. Mm-hmm. And in the next movie they figure out a way to
2: get out of it. You seriously think it's going be, to be that simple? That they, they snap a finger, everybody's going to come back, hey, everybody's, everybody's good, Dummy, it's all good. mean,
3: I think you yeah. give them way too much credit mm-hmm. because you obviously love this film, so you're kind of blindsided by it. Um, I like I your don't sentiment though. I do think that smart. But um, is, yes, it could be smart, but then the yeah. way they execute it is not going to be as fancy as you think it'll be. But
2: look, at, I'm, I'm, but I'm laying literal evidence out for you guys. I'm showing you literal examples of why I think my point is, is correct. No, no, like I said, it's, they're it's correcting true. themselves in these third acts. But that's so these much these more movies.
0: complicated, though. Yeah. But, We're uh, talking about yeah. a movie with so yeah. many different characters. They're not going to be able to handle each and each, each individual
2: characters with the consequence of what happened. To and them. also, if you're not going to be able to pull that out. Also, if you look at the structure of this movie, this particular movie, it's all about like what price are you willing to pay to be a hero to, when death is coming. The Thanos is also death in this movie. He's coming for them. Everywhere, every planet he goes to, every gym he collects, he's killing people. So, what do these heroes, what price do you want to pay to be a hero and stuff like that? You know, Gamora was willing to sacrifice herself. Uh, what no,
0: it? the opposite of that.
3: Go ahead, Josue. Give ahead. them way too much credit because if that was the case, then all their other Marvel movies would have been perfect and amazing. But I've had problems with every single freaking Marvel movie until like, you know, Black Panther, which I still have problems with, but at least that one I'm like, you know, the way they brought them back and everything was so much more justified than any of the other garbage. Like mm-hmm. Iron Man never suffered any consequence, right? It's like constantly, it's the same bullshit over and over. But yet here we are, we're still watching it, whatever. They still have our money. Well it's that's just, debatable. They're not they're not fixing their quote unquote mistake.
0: Well that's debatable. Cause at this point Iron Man thinks they're all dead. That is a consequence to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh
3: no I know, but I'm saying in terms of the other films of how he had to learn like age of ultron for example right like hey you build a giant killing machine on accident mm-hmm. don't do that again oh what am i gonna do build the same fucking shit again but this time it's okay yeah, ha, 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 the movie he says- did face
2: a consequence in this movie because because he did Ultron. him and what he called steve roger had a rift and that rift right. got exploded in civil war yeah civil war was yeah. literally the consequence of age of Ultron. yeah one of the and one of the underlining underlining things in this movie is if iron man and captain america were together they might have been able to defeat Uh, what call? Uh, Thanos. Thanos. So that's a consequence, right? That they weren't together. He didn't make that phone call in time. Before I forget it. Okay,
0: Gamora didn't sacrifice herself. Okay, (laughs) Thanos. Boy, going by yes, your example she about she threw it. her off.
3: She, yeah, she chose to jump off. Yes, of course. Uh, what do you
0: wait? Go, going by, going by, wait. Ju- hold go, on, hold on. Thermo scrap threw her off.
2: Correct. Yeah. You're,
0: you're saying we're
3: being very sarcastic, yeah. Yeah. You said she sacrificed herself. We were she's, like, I'm sorry. She w- she's she
2: She's willing to kill. Have her have Quill kill her. I'm sorry. I missed Oh, that's that. true. Yeah, okay, you, I okay. That seemed Yeah, yeah I get that. Yeah, again, I'm but just, if you go through, I'm sorry. You mean you're missing your team
0: thing, though? Okay, in your team, like heroes, willing to need to find a sacrifice to get. No, what are they
2: willing to sacrifice?
0: Right. Yeah. Now this is Thanos' movie. Mm-hmm. Thanos was willing to sacrifice
2: Gamora to get his way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it does go with that team. That's what yes. I'm saying. He's going on a he's going on a hero's journey. If you go, you go down the line, every character has a a spot. Like they have to kind of sacrifice something. You know what I mean? Thor has to decide whether he has to open that iris thing. He, the guy says, "Oh, you're gonna kill your, you're gonna get yourself killed. Like, Only if I die." Yeah, you know what I mean? It's all these but people. But these
0: are characters that actually have a story arc in this movie, yeah. which is Thanos and Thor. Everybody else yeah. literally were supporting characters though.
2: But but you go down the line, even though, what do you call it? Black Panther. Because well, Scarlet up-
0: Witch. I'm sorry. Scarlet Witch has a story arc with Vision.
2: Yeah, there's that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. yeah, Scarlet which has to choose between you know not killing or killing Vision. villain, also wanting to kill himself, you know, for the greater good. But Black Panther opened up Wakanda. He opened up this whole this whole uh, what do you call it? World of invasion and stuff like that. You know, he's putting Wakanda on the line and stuff like that. If you go down the line, the, that's the running theme of this movie, and I think it's going to carry it over to the next one.
0: As much as I said that there's a sense of desperation in this movie, I didn't think Wakanda was in trouble. <laughs> really yeah. didn't think so. But, so um, but they were
3: fine. Did you they're see fine, them? Man. They were just yeah. like, whoa. Oh, this is funny, stupid fucking set. But white people are coming let's, to bring let's, you
0: know, the problem. Let's go back to Division though. What a way to die. Yeah. He gets killed once mm-hmm. by his current witch, brought back to life, and then he killed again. Okay, this guy, yeah. is, this guy has to really be
2: dead. I just hate okay. it when that happens. When you, when you die and they get resurrected by the a mad The look on his face yeah. is like, it's wait, tragic. why am I back? Oh my god, he's going to kill you again. Wow. Yeah, actually, all the major deaths are pretty devastating. Yeah. I mean, Loki has a next stab. Yeah. Gamora has a great death scene. Well,
0: Pastano's got to have a joke. Like, there is no resurrection this time. Yeah, he, you
2: know, yeah, he's been watching the Marvel movies. He's like you guys. <laughs> he's he knows the cliches and stuff like that. He's like you guys. He's like the fanboys. I know Loki comes back, but not this time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gamora has a great death. She realizes she dies because of the father figure in her life loves her and stuff. Yeah. That's a tragic. If tragic there death. is
0: no body, they are not dead. Oh, uh, she's in a soul gem. I, I know that for, for Gamora. Sure. I, I know how I to, think
2: she's yeah. so. I think. Vision, I think Vision comes back, but it's not. I think his memory's is wiped. I think sure, if, I, if you're theorizing, I think sure. No, have, I, I think Vision is dead. I don't think. I don't think he is. I think that monochrome is the next version of Vision. I think it's Jennifer
0: Connelly does not want uh, Paul Bettany to be in a romantic relationship in a movie with another character. Wow, look at TMZ <laughs> over uh, here. No,
3: no, more specifically, a girl who's uh, 20 years his junior. <laughs> Can we talk about that? They're 20 years different. Yeah.
0: Marvel does not want to deal with this whole... Wait, you guys are doing this whole android uh, teenage girl thing?
3: I I don't know.
2: Oh, by the way, speaking of Scarlet, did you notice she she, she lost her accent? Her, uh, oh yeah,
3: it's <laughs> true. She lost her yeah. and yeah. she became a super redhead. Yeah, fuck it. You know,
2: she's like, you know what? This is too hard. <laughs> F this, man. I'm losing this, 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 this shitty Euro-trash accent and stuff. Yeah,
3: but since, all right. So uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I don't know if we're still working on
2: no, no.
0: Let's uh, uh, the, the, accents. The, seriously the the end the end sequence is pretty much the most interesting besides, besides Thanos and Thor. Uh, the end thing is the most interesting thing to talk about. Really, it's to come out exil- of this movie. It's, it's so it's exciting.
2: Continue. It's continue. Yeah.
0: continue.
3: Oh, no, I was going to go on past that. I'm
0: oh, the, I'm, I'm not past it yet. <laughs> uh, okay, so, I guess
3: I'll sit here and wait for you to finish.
0: <laughs> so there's a whole thing, which I think is it's a pretty apt theory that I think makes sense. Uh, Doctor Strange looks into like 14 million possibilities on, on how to defeat Thanos, and there's only one way to do it. Right before he died, quote unquote, died, he did say this was the only way. Right. Because he was very adamant about like, I am not going to have anybody catch the time stone. Right. Right. And yet at the very end, he gives the time stone away. Maybe he realizes that one possibility to defeat Thanos involves him having to give the time stone away. Yeah.
2: He's like doing fourth dimensional chess and two things it seems like it needed to happen. He needed to give Thanos the time stone and and, uh, Tony Stark needed to live. Cause I so in that one version where they live, those two things need to happen. So we'll I, firstly, th-
0: I think that's a cop out. Uh, Tony Stark should be dead. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, he got uh, he got stabbed in the chest or whatever. Yeah. he should have oh, yeah, died. I'm
3: like I actually was sad or oh, like I felt a little twinge on my heart, going, oh, they are murdering him slowly and painfully. Yeah. That sucks. But thank God, thank God, someone is actually like I feel like. I mean, yes, he could be brought back at any moment, but I actually feel like good. This is a death that I've been waiting for. And here it is. And then, you know, Doctor Strange, wait, 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 yeah. bring him back. And I'm like, you little shit! After all those big words you said, you're gonna save this asshole. Uh,
1: no, okay. that, and the, but that's the, what I mean. That the is other the problem planet. I had with Thanos was that uh, uh, was that like uh, he has okay, so he has all these stones. And there when I when we're going back to the whole consequencing, when he's like fighting against the superheroes, we can see that he uses a reality stone to like turn mantis into like ribbons and like uh, Drax into like block shapes. Mm -hmm. But when he's fighting these guys, why does he not kill them? Like he's just knocking them away. So there's like, boom, they're knocked away. Boom, they're knocked away. Why does he not kill them?
3: Movie logic,
1: like what's what's up with that? There's two things.
2: Obviously, you know, if he kills all of them, there's no movie, and you don't want to watch. And the other thing is, you don't want you don't want to watch a movie that's like a cinema sins logic. You know what I mean? It's like it's you can't be that critical. And number two, they try as best they can to build in a, a psychology for. Thanos. Thanos, not to do that. You know what I mean? He, he is not like one of those things. Really? where Really? He, because he had out. no
1: problem murdering other people. Yeah, no. I
3: feel like you're over-explaining. Yes, I understand. You know, there would be no movie if he yeah. killed them all. But then it's just the rules that they put in place for these yeah. stones to say, like, oh, this is why. This is what it can do. And this is his mind. His mentality is that he's going to kill half of the world, of whatever world he, you're on. doesn't matter who, right? Yeah. And I'm also assuming birds and dogs and yeah. cats and whatever. But then... He should not suddenly have like, oh, you know, I'm I'm gonna let you all live because, the movie said so. It it just doesn't yeah. make any sense. No, I'm saying he,
2: there is a sort of pathology that makes sense for you. I you know I can't say, but you know they do try to build it in where he's not just indiscriminately killing people like you know like like randomly. He I agree. does he does have but a logic where he's he is. Is like. No, but the thing is, in no, the movie, he's not. No, he's not. In the movie, he he literally spared like half of the people, and it was at random too. The, remember in the in the scene at Gamora's planet, they said you pick a side, left or right. They don't tell you know what I mean. And like I said, there is a pathology to it. He did the same thing with Thanos' ship and stuff, half and half and stuff. I mean, like Thor's like that. ship. Thor's Thor ship. I'm I mean, sorry. Thor? Thor's ship. So there is a built-in pathology, and also they do have a logic where if you keep the the stones. Like, when he doesn't close his fists and stuff like that, he can't use and stuff. They try to do as best they can. You know what I mean? Of course, is it 100% foolproof, 100% sealed? No. You know, you're dealing with really cosmic stuff. You know what I mean? Time, reality. You know what I mean? It's it's hard. I think they did as best they could. They they also diminished
0: the power. They're doing a
1: very elaborate justification of why he couldn't just kill them or use the reality stone to just turn them into ribbons or, like, bubbles. Sure. No, so, but, but I think the, you're, but I, I get it's what, what you're doing. But it's it's like it's just basically what we see in every blockbuster film where why doesn't the villain just throw the hero off yeah. the ship? Why does he just throw them casually so that they're still kind of hanging on the ship? That kind of thing. Yeah. It's,
2: but, we
1: always see that, and that's where it's yeah, kind of like the, at this point it's like if you want to see Thanos as a true threat. He should not do that. He should straight up kill them, but and then proof- we can talk about yeah. how these heroes yeah. going to come back. We don't know, but he straight up murdered them. So no, then but the thing is, though, is that they, there's consequences as yeah. opposed to like. None.
0: I actually agree with John Meng on the whole thing with Thanos. Mm-hmm. Because the fact is, this Thanos is a lot more sympathetic than the comic book version. Mm-hmm. The comic book version was just like, I'm going to kill you all, and that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to play my food, and then I'm going to kill you. That is pretty much the comic book Thanos. This Thanos is not that at all. They, I, I think the movie actually made a better version of the Infinity Gauntlet storyline with Infinity War, because it made him a little bit more... Uh, he had actual depth to to his actions. He's not really out to just kill everybody to get and his to oppress a girl. Right, That's the th- one
2: part they they left out, which which is I think a smart move. Smart
0: move. They had yeah. this whole thing where it's like I'm gonna fix the world, you know, and and yeah, he could just like obliterate everybody in his way, but he actually kind of doesn't really have to do that if he doesn't want to. And the movie actually does show that he has some mercy in him, uh-huh. you know. So I, I actually get what Jami's saying. I also get what you're also saying too. It's like, well, movie logic is like. The easiest way to do it is just kill your enemy. Yeah,
2: the thing is, every movie, you have to give it some conceits, you know what I mean? And I think that's the biggest conceit, you have to give it to the to, to the movie. Yeah. And also, like I said, if you watch a movie from the point of view of sense, you're in for a, you just, just you know, you're in for a long day, you know what I mean? It's just a mental strain. And stuff. At some point, you have to go with the movie. I find you know it saying.
3: funny that you would say that, because yeah. usually for other films that you don't like, you yeah. don't say these things for it, yet... For a film that you do, like you Wait. will go out of your way to explain everything. They're not wrong, man. They're
0: not wrong. <laughs> yeah, of course. The thing is,
2: every movie has its own momentum and stuff like that. I of criticize, course, but
3: I, yeah, you would just admit yeah. to that, like you know. Of course. Yeah, I was of course. Like no, haha, we would do of that. Of course, so I'm it's a hypocrite. Like, yeah, you're uh, doing the same thing. Absolutely, I'm a
2: hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite about things. Yeah, I try to let. You are a super I,
3: hypocrite. Of course, who
2: isn't a hypocrite and stuff like? that? Is everybody's right. logic, one hundred percent. Guys
3: are also saying that yeah. um, Thanos. They they did a much better job of explaining him to be of more full-bodied character yeah, and like didn't whole, just make it about some girl you know late to death that yeah. he's trying to impress right here's yeah, the whole thing
2: is that i'll i'll tie, i'll use another movie a blockbuster movie as an analogy as okay, a as stuff like that. keep talking no like as far as like for example uh age of apocalypse right same kind of thing of apocalypse big brooding guy he's out to destroy the world and stuff like that i also i criticized it for like in the beginning of that movie he turned people into dust right so why didn't he just use that dust power throughout the movie? That was a valid criticism. And I, what you're saying is why can't I say the same thing about Thanos? Because this movie deserved the, uh, more leeway because the characters better. There's better directing, better writing and stuff like that. Every, character, every movie sort of earns its, its own internal logic, You know what I mean? its own grading scale in a way. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. No, I don't. I
3: don't. Okay. No, let me continue Wow. <laughs> wow. thought. I was trying to get Re- Really
2: a black <laughs> right. and white world. <laughs> go, go ahead, Josephine. I'll be going with a nuanced world, but all right, let's go with this. Go ahead, Josephine.
3: So, as I was saying, um, I will repeat everything because I think Jamie was also talking at the same time, which is, you guys are giving credit to them for making Thanos oh! a much more... Shh, quiet. Even Sherlock
2: Hold is not to Hold on, let me get a dick. dog. <sighs> God. Uh, what do you got? Sherlock does not agree.
3: Okay, so even though you guys are saying that it's great that they're making Uh, Thanos a full-bodied character and, you know, like, oh, it's not just about him impressing a girl anymore. And I'm like, yeah, I totally agree. Yet they'll do that and go out of their way to make male characters that great, but yet they can't do that with all the female characters because every single female character that we see that has, like, any importance is being thrown right now with the man like for whatever goddamn reason like okay we get scarlet witch and vision in the comics they get together whatever but then here like yes we saw it in what was oh my god what was the agent voltron no what's the one after that civil war oh god. civil war yeah you see them kind of like ooh, they're flirting and stuff and now it's all about her and vision like she can't have her own thing her whole purpose of this movie is like will you kill vision or will you let him live but because you love him and you love the world, you know. You got to choose and all that crap. And then even Black Widow, who used to be like, you know, the only female superhero they had for the longest time, and that bullshit story that they did of putting her with the Hulk. And when they see each other again after all these movies, they're like, oh, Gaga. oh, this is awkward, guys. We don't want to be here because there's some there's some sexual tension there. And you're like, "Sexual tension? Why the hell is this garbage here? What the fuck?" I didn't get you know, the. Like, I did not get any impression
0: at all from yeah. Black Widow and and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. The impression I got from Scarlett Johansson was that all right, I used to be with you. Yeah. This is awkward. I'm, I'm that's sure, the impression I got. Yeah, I'm sure
2: there's a scene between the two of them, but I'm glad they cut it out because that's a yeah, this is a boring story. Plus, I
0: think it's, I think this is yeah. supposed to be like three years after Civil War. Yeah. So the, the relationship between Scarlet Witch and the Vision is a means to an end. I mean, they have to get rid of that storyline somehow and they killed Vision yeah. for that.
2: And I, the thing is, I don't disagree with of a lot of what you're saying about, about Marvels and the, the way they treat female characters, but some of it I don't think is fair for this movie. Scarlet Witch... Has the same dilemma that Peter Quill did, and then, but she stepped up. You know what I mean? She's a better hero in this movie than Peter Quill. You know what I mean? So that's okay, some-
3: yeah. See, so you're you're saying Peter Quill, but what about Gamora? Okay, so the whole thing with Gamora, this is why I've always hated Guardians as well. Another mm-hmm. reason why I hate mm-hmm. them was because Gamora is supposed to be the world, the the galaxy or universe deadliest ass- most the assassin, right? And she's supposed to be this great character who can stand alone on her own and yet in these films they started making her peter quill's love interest and she's now become nothing but that this whole film you never see her be a kick-ass person it's just oh peter quill loves you you love him where the fuck did that come from and then oh yeah you're gonna ask him to kill you because you can't do it yourself
1: and then her daddy issues with yeah suddenly she
3: has daddy issues and you're just like what the fuck where did this shit come from you know and you're probably gonna say oh it's justified it has to help the story but i'm like Mm -hmm. sure But they literally are just throwing the shit in for the females because the females have to be these emotional burdens of beasts. Beasts of burden. That came out weird. Uh, And, you know, having to serve the purposes for the males. They can't have their own storylines and do their own things. So that's what, like, really disappoints me. Like, with Gamora, you know? Like, she should have been like this other... Like, all these other movies. Like, it was like, I fucking hate Thanos. I'm going to kill him. But now I'm going to cry over him. I'm going to have these sad feelings. And, oh, Peter Quill, I love you. And all this crap. And you're like... What the
1: fuck? It's complicated. I, I agree. They totally wasted Gamora's character. She was power. She was strong in the first movie, and then there was a weird love thing. But then there were, you know, specks of her awesomeness in the first movie, and then it just kind of degraded from there. And then this film is where she just became a Madame Butterfly. She just became a submissive kind of like oh a a, a device. For male characters with their own much more meaningful and much more poignant arts. We all love, you know, we're all like saying, oh, Thanos is great. But it's kind of like they'll give attention to the male characters. And yes, I've heard fans say, well, you know, there's 20 superheroes. You can't give love to every single one of them. It's just very coincidental that all the characters that pretty much get really shafted are all the female characters. Most of the female characters have minutes of screen time, if alone sentences to say some don't say anything at all and you have the two who do have the most meaningful arcs yet they only serve their male counterparts which with Gamora with Thanos and Peter Quill and Scarlet Witch with Vision which Scarlet Witch you know she is one of the most powerful people ever like she can alter reality and in yet, the comic books made her Like, you know, it's just, it's frustrating to see these two very powerful female characters to be reduced to be nothing more than plot devices. Okay,
0: hold on. So the whole thing with Cardinal Witch is um, not as powerful as the comic books. If it was Cardinal Witch from the comic books, completely agree. But so far, all they've done so far in this movie is, is she has telekinesis. That's more or less kind of the implication that the movie. Okay, give. but
3: they also have shown that she has the she's the only person that we know of uh, that has the ability to destroy the Infinity Stone, right? So there's that, and she can fly and do all this other shit. Yet they still keep her to the sidelines because they're like, oh, we need you to protect Vision, oh, whatever. But it's like, no, like this would have, you can do all the things that you that they've shown, yeah. You know? But and she's same still an All that though. crap, and yet they still try to. Drag out these scenes somehow,
0: these somehow the movie still made Scarlet Witch an amateur of her power, which I think is on purpose because if Scarlet Witch is as strong as she is in the comic books. She's pretty much the deus ex machina of everything. And you can't really do a movie with that character in it because everybody can just go like, well, why doesn't Scarlet Witch just do this? Why doesn't Scarlet Witch just do that? So they can't do that. So they, they completely depowered her in all the movies. And, and I'm like, I kind of wish she's as strong as she was in the comic book, but I get why they didn't make her do that. Yeah, she has this raw power but clearly she hasn't tapped it yet, which is the implication it got. As, as far as Gamora, the, the way they treat Gamora in this movie is still better than they did in the comic books because right. in the comic books, she was pretty much just sidelined completely and became kind of like a sex spot yeah. in the Infinity Gauntlet story. Also, line. I
2: think she's the second lead in this movie, I think yeah, she's she is a leading movie. Yeah. yeah, next to Thanos, she's the second lead. She's the only other character that that changes over the course of this movie. At the end of her arc in this one, she realizes the father figure in her life actually kind of cared about her and stuff like that. Or the person that she hated exactly. actually
0: loves her. Like, like how like, yeah. like, even from her from her acting, you can tell. Like, 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 how can you say you love me? Like. Where where are you getting from? Like you can actually really yeah. see her struggling with that. If
2: you look at that scene, she goes through all these different stages. She's relieved, she's happy because she thought she's defeat, you know, defeated Thanos. Then she's shocked, you know what I mean? Then she's surprised, and then she 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 wants to kill herself. She would she goes through all these emotions, and it's not. I don't think it's a very typical relationship she has with a, with a male character. It's a father figure, but it's also somebody that killed her planet, her home world. She's basically a world child, a war baby, or something like that. You know, what I, mean? I think that's interesting stuff. And like I said, I don't think it's I know it she is tethered to Peter Quill. I, I'll give you that. But when she first sees Thanos, she steps up. She's the one who actually goes and kills him, kills Thanos. You know what I mean? I think that's really good. I think it's really interesting. She wasn't waiting for behind. She wasn't waiting for Peter to come up with a, a plan to go right, go left. She actually goes in there and stabs him in the neck. I, but I, I do feel like the criticism about Marvel and the women. The most of it is valid. But I don't know how much of it is in this movie. Yeah, I mean, you
0: know? I I think that they even toss in the whole thing where Scarlet Witch was was fighting the one thing, the one lady, and she's like, "Oh, you're all alone now." And then and then you got like like the two other characters, Black Widow and and um, uh, Okoye. Okoye, yeah. Okoye like show up because she's not alone. You know, yeah. I, I think that was kind of like their hashtag me too. Not well, maybe hashtag me too. But yeah. it's like the yeah, women yeah, let's department. Yeah, all the thing.
3: women fight each other because women can only fight women. We can't fight men. But-
2: That's
1: still the same stereotype
2: we see in almost every action yep. movie. To where be it's fair. Like- to be fair, that's their second fight. The first fight was between the two bad guys, and the, the guy was there. And the reason why uh, the, the 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 female character was pissed at Scarlet Witch is because she stabbed the male character in that first fight scene. You know what I mean? Just to lay all the cards out there. Is all but I'm I mean, the, the whole oh, yes,
3: of course, of the, course. The, the but whole the final scene where she actually dies is against the females. The, the whole the whole
0: the whole criticism about like the writers, the male writers writing women writers. Yes, that does exist what, in the Marvel universe. I don't think there were female writers in this one. No, it's Marcus no, ben
3: you, you said male writers writing female writers. Film, writers. Female characters. Yeah. Female
0: characters. Uh, male writers female, writing female characters. Yeah, the problem exists. I mean, I've always complained about this. Even in the comic books, I complained about this. Yeah. Okay? So that, that, that isn't really going to go away. But in mm-hmm. terms of like the actual movie itself, yeah. I can't really completely uh, judge the movie, the whole movie, based on that aspect that mm-hmm. hopefully will change as years go by.
2: Yeah. I think if you look at the Marvel as the 19 movies, yes, all this criticisms super valid. You know what I mean? The fact that there's no female leads and blah, blah, blah. There's no gay representation. There's no Asian representation, no Hispanic representation. All that stuff is true over the course of their 19 movies and stuff. But for this specific movie, I think it's a little bit less so. That's all I'm saying.
0: I mean, I mean it is is it it is an interesting discussion. It's just that yeah. I think for listeners, they, they might like that kind of talk thing, but I think they also kind of want us to just talk about the actual movie itself in a lot of ways. So anything else that you guys want to...
3: So basically, talk about what Albert and Jamin want to talk about because they don't want to, because you guys are the ones who are in love with this film. And you actually would say give praise to Infinity War, but you don't give praise to Black Panther for doing a good job for people of color and women. Uh, okay. when, when did I not yeah, say that?
1: That's really weird.
3: When did I not say that? Yeah.
1: When did you, no, Jamin
3: just said that. He was like, out that? of the 19 films, they didn't do a good job re- representing no, no, no. all no, that was He
0: had a generalized statement.
2: Okay. Yeah, I was taking your criticism and, and, and placing it over the course of the 19 films of Marvel. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm but not... I'm saying
3: they did a good job with Black Panther, yeah. which is why I had hope they would continue yeah. that with Infinity War. Like, they could see, I mean, yes, I guess, you know, the film had come out not too long after Black Panther. Mm-hmm. They couldn't really change that many things, yeah. but it's like you obviously saw the groundwork for Black Panther yeah. and then, you know, how well it did and all this other stuff. And Yeah,
2: okay. So if that's the, the case, movie. then I would say this movie is not. A step backward, like back in phase one, phase two days, is it a step forward
1: from Black Panther? No, and stuff like that. How, you know, how about that? You know what I mean? I think that's fair, right? I think the early thing you're saying that these are the things people don't want to hear, unfortunately, I think these are the things people should hear. Right. And we don't talk about it because fanboys more often not just talk about, ooh, look, 20 superheroes, one movie, yay! Big purple super villain guy, yay! It's all happening, guys. This is the best movie ever, and we're not going to talk about the issues no, the, the of, thing, in terms what, of, like, what, what I'm saying the is that... characters and plot devices. Oh, and we got to talk about... The most boneheaded writing moment and superhero moment when everyone's doing that hokey-dokey, like, let's pull the gauntlet off of Thanos. And Peter Quill's like, oh, you kill my girlfriend? Right. I'm pissed. And you don't see your fellow superheroes trying to get the right. freaking gauntlet off of him. Don't he's disagree like, I'm going to punch him.
0: I don't disagree. No, I don't like, That I
1: understand there's, like frustration, but then that was just like idiotic, stupid. Like, just like it just made me go, "This movie." Is, it was like it was on the verge. Of like this movie just really sucks now because that was so fucking stupid. It was. It was the Deus Ex Machina
0: of Thanos' storyline. True. If this was the villain doing a stupid thing for the hero, that's how we would see it. For this one, they flipped it. The hero did a stupid thing to get the ta- to get Thanos, the the protagonist of this movie, to succeed. That's why I'm saying, like, like we can crap on uh, the portrayal of Gamora and Scarlet Witch and all that stuff. But if any character really got the shaft in this movie, it's Peter Quill. Peter Quill was annoying as hell in this movie, and which is which contradicts the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing, which he was annoying, but he wasn't this annoying. It literally, there was like moments I'm like, facepalm, facepalm, Peter Quill. Seriously, you're gonna do this crap right now. And yeah, but then that was supposedly established because Gamora was kidnapped by Thanos and now he finds out he's dead. So everything was laid out to get to the point where Peter Quill does his stupid mistake. Very stupid uh, mistake.
3: Well, hmm? I mean it's fine, because I've always hated Peter Quill and Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm like, this just further. Yeah, he, he's responsible
1: my point. for half the universe dying. It's Peter Quill's fault.
3: Yeah, essentially mm-hmm. that's true. I agree. It is
0: Peter Quill's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I don't think you disagree with that jamming, right? I'm I'm fine with
2: him. You know, yeah. these are imperfect I'm I'm fine with either discussion. I'm okay. I interpreted that as as what do you call it. Of course, you know, the villain, uh, villain's gonna win in this one, you know, something some the the what Albert said, one of the heroes has to screw up. It might as well be Peter Cro. I'm okay with it. And like I said, he's not, in the previous movies though, he was hot tempered, he kinda didn't control his motion. If he lost Gamora in this one, that means he loses everything. He lost his father, his uh his mother, his girlfriend now. So I'm I'm okay with it. Like I said, but the thing is about these characters, they're imperfect, you know what I mean? They're Human and stuff, just because there's great powers and stuff. I think what's interesting about them is that they're imperfect. You know, they screw up. You know what I mean? That is what's interesting about yeah. them. It, it still doesn't hit. I'm
0: okay with make In me other hate words, the
1: fact that he yeah, of completely, completely was at fault. Is he fucked Did he fuck up? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but. but oh, speaking of which, what happened to his half god power from Volume 2? It's gone.
2: It's God.
0: Yeah, when when uh, when ego dead, uh, when ego died, his power goes uh, died along with. it.
2: Yeah, one of the last things he said to him, like, if you let that bomb explode, you lose your God power, and then he says, you know, what's wrong with that? And then no, no God power now. Yep, I think it, but I think his body still can. be I mean, that's a that's an interesting thing about this movie. A lot of these characters, they take a, they get thrown around a lot, and it seems like they're not breaking any bones or anything like that. Maybe Peter Quill still has that. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: everybody is pretty much mortal except, you know, a handful of them, and yet they all seem to be hunky-dory, yeah. nothing's broken Everything's with the fine. They do exception try.
1: of Quicksilver who died from a few yeah. stray bullets But the thing is, I
2: going back to what you guys are saying about criticism, I don't think this movie is perfect and stuff like that, I, I think a lot of the characters especially the ones on, on Earth, on Cap's team, they get short-shafted and stuff like that, I thought there should have been a moment between Winter Soldier and uh, what do you call it, and then uh, Falcon and War Machine, because War Machine lost the use of his legs, and all the people that are responsible for him losing his legs, they're all in the room you know what I mean, you would think he'd say something and stuff like that that. It's not the story. they are their just story. supporting cast. I know it's not, yeah, not their story. It's, but, not but, it's not a story.
3: He's a person of color. Come on. They yeah, and also, yeah.
2: I understand that it's not their story and stuff. But you gave like what do you call? It? You gave Hulk like three th- scenes about the Hulk not coming out. If you can do that, you can find time for the other characters. If you have you have enough time to have uh, what do you call it, Drax have this one minute dialogue bit about being invisible and stuff like that, you can find time for the other characters and stuff. You know what I mean? And also. I, I, some of the things I didn't like was I don't. Why is Thor able to breathe in space for like extended period of time? He can talk in space. It's really weird. It's, like that. Oh yeah, how... I was
3: like, is that just a god thing? Yeah. He's the god of thunder. Sure. Okay.
2: Well, I, all right. I, yeah. I I guess, an Asgardian. No, not. As- thing? Yeah. I
3: don't I, think it's. It's as not
2: Asgardian thing. Just... I think.
3: He's a god, right? So that's why you can do it, yeah. I
2: guess. And the other one is Ebony Maul. Ebony Maul was like, established a very powerful character, like telekinesis power and stuff like that. He was able... They also established the fact that the Infinity Stones, you can't touch it unless you're very, very powerful. So he touched it. Yeah, the, they
3: established that from the first Guardians. Right. And, yeah. then, and yeah, everyone's touching stones this time around. And all of a sudden, he
2: gets blown out into space. And then, you know, he has his telekinesis power is gone. He couldn't save himself. And then he turns into uh, ice outside. He dies. I was like, if he can... If Thor, if Thor can die, can't die in space, why can he turn... He can die. It's like, I didn't... You know what I mean? It's just like little things like that. And they're usually good about how they define their, their powers, but that thing really bothered me and stuff but like that.
0: Thor has always been undefined. Yeah. He's either really super strong yeah. or he's not. So yeah. th- that's always been a
2: problem with Thor. And I also like Thor a lot in this movie too. But at the end of the day, he is just getting a new hammer. Like his story isn't... Boy, a, hammer, it's a hammer axe. A hammer, he thought it was a hammer, but he realized it turns into a battle axe. It's way. a hammer axe. It's a hammer axe.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about you brought it up, but I when before this movie came out, uh, when they revealed what the Black Order, what they look like, mm-hmm. and their powers, and who they are, I was super excited. I've never heard of them mm-hmm. because I'm not that familiar with the Infinity uh, comics and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow, these guys look awesome. And they yeah. they seem super cool. And so well, going into the movie, I was excited to see how they would do. And I was severely disappointed because suppose if they were supposed to be the get ga- like the galaxy or the universe's most deadly uh, fighting force to mm-hmm. fight you know for Thanos, they were pretty useless. Yeah. Um, well, they were
0: henchmen. That's yeah. all they were. In the they movie. were
1: henchmen. But the yeah. thing was, like, I think they could have at least like served surf- at least majority of them survived for the next movie because they got disposed really, really quickly, yeah. and by people that shouldn't really even have a chance, like. Black Widow having a chance against the the female one, like she's supposed to be like also one like one of the best fighters of the universe, and you're saying Black Widow had a chance. Yes, you can say there's a three on one, blah blah blah. But the thing is, like we're if this is going back to the whole like threat and stakes and consequence that if Thanos was that powerful, so were his so were were his generals, and they were not that. So it just felt. Wasted. It reminded me of, like, Matrix Reloaded, those albino twins. They were supposed (laughs) to be deadly fighters, but they got wasted so quickly. And I'm like, man, this is the same feeling I got from watching that movie years ago. And it's like, oh, these really cool-looking villains that were established to be badasses, and they just got wasted like chumps.
0: For me, that didn't really bother me. Um, I never read the Infinity comic book that, that introduced the Black Order, so I had no expectation of them at all. I thought they were just henchmen that will eventually be disposed. And conveniently so, because at the end of the movie, we need to have Thanos alone in a hut, content with what he did. If he had, like, another uh henchman around him for that scene, it wouldn't work. So they needed to be killed yeah. off somehow.
2: Because going what Albert saying, at the end of the day, uh, Thanos was the main character. So he had to personally get the gems and also kill whoever died and stuff like that. If you look at it, I don't think anybody actually got the gem other than thanos you know what i mean and i don't think anybody other than thanos killed an avenger any of the good guys and then i was going to say the ebony Maw character is really great though the one the telekinesis and stuff the, the way he's introduced like you're like all these uh what do you call as guardians are dying and he's telling them oh you're dying for a good cause you know your sacrifice is worth it i think that's a really shitty thing to say to somebody but when they're it dying it's so. a nice touch for his character yeah I it's a that. really nice touch really characterization so i think that's a winner the other three characters are like a little hit and miss. The Hulk character is just a Hulk character. No, they were just you know? they were just henchmen. That's yeah, it. but the female character actually on the second viewing is a little bit better. The, the female character is actually the leader, the general of that group. And then there's a, I didn't get that impression. Oh, there's a bit though. <laughs> there's a bit when they go into Wakanda, so she goes up there. And then the Hulk character goes up there with her, right? And then she's talking to Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Panther, and uh, Captain America. And Scarlet Witch kind of teases her, "Oh, I killed your boyfriend, right? Like he's not here, right? He's dead, right?" But then you later, later on, you realize that character with the blade—he's not dead actually. He's he's stuck behind, and that's the one that attacked Shuri in the in, with Vision and stuff. So you do get a bit of a characterization. So she's kind of the thinker. She's kind of the general of the leader of the group, but. I know what you guys are saying. It's very lacking though. Yeah. It's they don't add much to the movie. But there's it's a little deeper than well, I'm saying they're a little bit deeper, a little bit more characteristic than you think, but it's still not by much.
0: Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, no different than Captain America is the leader of the Avengers and he didn't really do much at all. They're uh, the
2: Falcons and war machines of the group. Is what
0: exactly. Say. Even Captain America gets thought. I think Black Widow had more had more scenes in the movie than Captain yeah. America to tell you the truth.
2: And they say, the, the writers say, the people you think didn't get enough screen time and all that stuff, they'll get more screen time in the next movie. Because I don't think Thanos is, ba- I think Thanos is barely in the movie next, in number four. I think all the Avengers will be sort of brought in the foreground.
0: Hmm? We hmm. haven't talked about uh, Spider-Man at all, he's great. Uh, I like the pop culture references that he had, plus the one the one he shared with Peter Quill. Uh-huh. I thought it was completely in character with the role. And I know a lot of people said that his quote unquote death was the most one of the more emotional scenes of the
3: movie. Meh, nah. I, yeah. I I still am confused as to why he's so obsessed with Tony Stark. I, I think he just never. The father figure went home, hit home for me. Like even throughout Homecoming, I'm just like, what the hell? I don't care about this garbage. Like this is such a forced relationship to me, just because I'm like, why do they have to force Tony Stark into this film? Like I just wanted it to be, you know, a Spider-Man film kind of thing. And here's Tony Stark because oh, we love Robert Downey Jr. We're gonna stick his penis in every film we possibly can. And here we go again. True.
0: Well, thematic wise, it makes sense though, because Peter Parker sees Iron Ma- Tony Stark as him in the future. So obviously, he's like a father figure, and he worships. Tony Stark. So there's a dynamic in this in this, in this franchise that we never really get to see too much of in the comic books. So I, I actually kind of like that. I yeah. actually like the whole thing.
2: He's a 15 year old kid that lost his uncle, that also lost his real father and stuff like that within a few years, and then somebody, some big giant father figure, billionaire superhero, pays attention to him. Of course, he's gonna look up to him. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense for a story and stuff. Tony yeah.
0: Stark should have, still should have died though. I mean, come on, he got stabbed right yeah. there, yeah. and I mean. Seriously. Actually,
2: the death that actually moved me the most, for some reason, is actually Drax when he died. For some reason, I when he says Peter, I thought really, I, for some reason I thought it was really touching and stuff like that because he's the guy who who lost his family and then he found a, a new family of Guardian of the Galaxy. I thought that's I thought his death his his Quill no, he said Quill. I thought that was really touching. I thought I thought that touched me the most.
0: Going back again to death, Loki dying as a hero. Uh, what do you guys feel about that?
2: I thought I thought it was great. It's a great conclusion to his art. because because at the end of R- R- Thor Ragnarok he's completely not going to do that thing where he betrays Thor anymore. He's actually complete turnaround. And at that point, he doesn't have much of a storyline anymore. So, I, yeah, I think I think it's great. I think he comes back. I oh, didn't
1: sorry. mind that too much. I mean, because it's like they... I Because I forgot. I was like, right. Thanos was the one who sent Loki to Earth for the first Avengers movie. So the, I guess the circle is that, like, Loki would do anything to betray his family so that he can get on top in the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of it, that he would save his brother. That he couldn't see his brother die. Uh-huh. And so I, I was like, no, I did like that part. And so when when Loki was like, okay, I got one more trick up my sleeve by trying to, like, stab mm-hmm. uh, Thanos. And, of course, he doesn't because Thanos is all that powerful. Uh, I did appreciate that. So I, in that brief moment that Loki had, I didn't mind that too much.
3: Am I the only one who didn't like it? Again. <laughs> <laughs> What's
1: your reasoning? Because I, I have my own little...
0: Uh, criticism about that, but go ahead, Josephine.
3: Um, I mean, okay, the scene opening up on everything, and you guys liked um, Krogma, Ebony Ma, like, having his little speech. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. I think I just hated the whole opening sequence, because it felt so out of place for me and really long and tedious, and it was just like, ooh, we gotta, let, let's make this movie really long, and so we're gonna put this in, and all this crap, and like, uh, I, I think I was just really bored with it, and then um, the only thing that, from that whole scene, like, even Loki, like, Loki is one of my favorite characters, but then with him dying, I'm like, I don't believe it, but with Heimdall getting stabbed through the chest, I was like, oh shit, and then, you know, him going like, oh, you know, uh, Odin Fathers, whatever, give me the power one more time, whoosh, we're only gonna send off the Hulk, we're not gonna send off Loki or Thor, ha ha ha, ha. it's just the Hulk. Yeah, I
1: don't then, understand that.
3: And then... You know, then Thanos is like, "Oh, I'm okay. I guess I'll kill you, Loki." Even though you guys were saying, "Oh, he doesn't kill indiscriminately." It's like, yeah, why? Then why did he kill Loki? If like all the other Avengers were trying to kill, you know. <laughs> Thanos, but he didn't kill them. But he, has Whatever. them
2: aside. he has a personal relationship with Loki. Loki failed him before. He has a personal stake with him and stuff like that. And he didn't kill Peter because he was actually impressed with him and stuff like that. Again, it's like a movie logic, but there is a sort of a logic there. Like I said, he yeah. he he knew Loki. He felt Loki failed him and stuff like that. He tried to stab him again. I thought it was a great yeah, death.
3: Okay. they would have killed him earlier because they had so many chances. And it felt like, to me, Loki and Thor were just standing around like, oh, we're just gonna talk to you, and it felt really stupid to they me. Were so the whole scene. I just didn't like.
0: They it. were stalling for the Hulk. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then for the Heimdall scene, my my joke in my head was that when Heimdall sent the Hulk, I was all, he was probably all like. Crap! It was supposed to be all three of them. Yeah, also, that, that was my joke in the heaven hell. Well,
2: I I think it was just a matter of logistics. I think Hulk was the closest to his sword and it's closest to his body. That and he was stabbed already, so I don't think he had that, that much power or energy left. So he just sent the nearest person that was to him and stuff like that. And but you guys were you guys would criticize that saying you would go you know hey they killed a black guy first why do you why do you guys always do that why kill the black guy first <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah. so oh, the whole you,
3: ship of white people they killed
1: yeah so yeah a, you a know. whole bo- a bunch yeah. of white bodies I, uh, I, but I it. it's not that um, no. how do like, okay, so how is Thanos just physically just as powerful as the Hulk, or was he helped by the power gem, or was it just Thanos just that strong? So, I think Thanos is just that no, no, strong no, that.
0: in the comic books, he's that strong.
2: We're criti- in this one, we're, we're criticizing the movie. We're, we're no, that's what I mean. Do, yeah. In the
0: comic books, he's as strong as the Hulk because he's a titan. In the movie, I think it's the power I, stone.
2: I don't, I don't think it is because I think it's the power stone. I star. saw it. Again, I don't want to brag, but I saw it three times. And then when he uses the stones, the stones had to be lit, and the, the gloves were oh, lit. Oh, that is true, too. Yeah, correct. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, so it's him. It's him fighting It's him, him, yes. Fighting yes. The it's him plus the armor. Yeah. All yeah.
0: yeah. oh, right, I forgot.
3: Is, I, is that the reason why the Hulk never wants to come out again? Because he got his ass handed yeah. to yes. him? Yes, he got embarrassed. That's my, yeah. that's
0: my impression as well. Yeah, Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. 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 I, I, I completely mixed it up. In the comic book, the Infinity Gauntlet is always on. That's, a, that's the one yeah. difference. In this one, he has to close his fist, you see it light up, yeah. and then He has to
2: fist yeah. Yeah. So, it. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so oh my God. Yeah, when he was fisting it for that whole scene where he's just knocking everybody away, I was laughing because I'm like, this is so dumb because they would all run up to him all in slow-mo and the music would be just like, mm. and then he'd be like, <laughs> and he's like going, yes, you know, and like, fist pumping himself and then he goes like and then knocks one person away does it again I'm like oh my god they're actually showing this for every single superhero he's gonna knock away this is so stupid
1: yeah he doesn't use variety he doesn't like use a space thing to transport them to some random ice place or in the middle or like in in deep space or like using the reality stone to turn them into ribbons again. That's all
3: you can say, just ribbons.
1: Ribbons, that's ribbons. all. I mean, because that's, that's all. I'm so focused on the ribbons. I know you are. But uh, yeah, okay, that clarifies it. So apparently Thanos is just as powerful as the Hulk.
2: I was apparently. pointing to Albert because those the the mantis turned into ribbons. That's straight from the comic books. That <laughs> is also straight so, from the comic books. Also from uh track well, into in, in blocks.
0: In, in the comic book, it's not your Nebula. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 he does that too, and then oh by the way that, that torture scene for Nebula was like
2: it's pretty it's pretty intense. That's
0: a nice visual touch. Yeah. Um. And then and then for the whole turning to blocks scene for Drax in the comic book is was actually Thanos' brother Star, Star Star Fox Star Fox or something Fox like that, some that? yes yeah, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, Star Fox. Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Star Fox. Yeah. Dual well, power role, but uh, but yeah, it Thanos. I thought. Once again, not like the comic book. In the comic books, completely obliterates everybody, and I'm kind of yeah. glad they depowered him in this one, yeah. where he has to think about doing the stone, and it doesn't just come naturally. Because mm-hmm. it will make so much more sense if it just comes naturally. But if it did, there wouldn't be a movie. There wouldn't be a movie, <laughs>
2: yeah. Just, again, you have to give a movie like this conceit and stuff Which like that. Which is why I know? think... Th- of course, yeah, sure.
0: just we, we, which is why I think Infinity War, the movie, actually did a better job than Infinity Godlet? Because Infinity the Godlet, there were so many excuses that they had to make why Thanos just, and why titles just killed him off. You know, but What are you t- t-
3: talking about? Jiming is doing the exact same fucking thing for everything. Wait, Wait what? what no, he's making excuses for literally everything. Like you have to give this one a re like it's totally fine. Like this movie is great and amazing. And I'm gonna give it a reason for why it does the things it does.
0: No, 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 no. I'm, I'm comparing it to the comic book.
3: Yeah, I know. I'm saying Jamming's explaining everything.
0: He's explaining that that's, that's his perspective, though. Yeah. We have different opinions about this movie, and he's explaining his. How
2: dare me pay attention to the movie.
0: <laughs> but but, but um, speaking of opinions, my opinion uh, is is this is another case where the movie is better than the book. I I just reread Infinity Gauntlet again, which is this movie is based on. I think it did a much better job with the movie than it did Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet had so many uh, caveats on why things happened a certain way. And even in the death scene, the quote-unquote death scene, like every, Spider-Man was killed off-panel off by some no-name character uh, by ground and pound. Iron Man got his head decapitated off-panel by that same no-name character. Like like the heroes weren't even given much in the comic books. While this one, they at least had like a dramatic scene where they died. So the, the movie actually, I thought did a better job. The whole thing where they tried to get the gauntlet out from Thanos's hand. I thought the movie did as as good a job as any compared to the comic book. Even the comic book had the conceit with the Silver Surfer, which I liked. But this one I thought I thought the conceit with Peter Quill, like the reason why they couldn't get the gauntlet, it was because of Peter Quill. That kinda like, yeah, that's still my biggest complaint about the movie.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, everyone had a question about that. Like why is the gauntlet so hard to get off?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like,
3: is it is it stuck to his skin? Like what's no, going on? No, it's not. With I,
0: it? I I think he really was just he was like really trying to hold on to it. That's the impression I got. He was just really trying yeah, to he hold on. Yeah, was to gripping it. onto it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. in, in the comic book, this in the comic books, he actually it just slips off his hand quite often. Actually,
2: yeah, <laughs> it's know? actually pretty easy to take. It's actually pretty easy to take off yeah. in, the, in the in the comic books. In the comic books.
0: in the <laughs> movie, they actually had a little bit more effort trying
2: to get it off. Yeah, in the comic book, I believe Nebula in like a decomposed state. Just, just grab it, it. Just take it. it off him. Yeah, that, just took that, it that off him. F- that fixed the the <laughs> Gauntlet. Yeah, it's a weird weird thing. And then, oh, oh and,
0: and the conceit of I mean, if you guys haven't read the comic book or don't remember it from a while now, um, the conceit of the comic book is that Thanos secretly wants to lose. That was the conceit of the comic book. He secretly wants to lose, so he lets the heroes win. And I just don't buy that. I just don't buy that. This movie, I thought, did a better job establishing his goals. And uh, and that's why I appreciate this Thanos more than the comic book. You
2: know, the comic book Thanos... The, the second half of the comic book gets really kooky and stuff like that. Because at some point, he loses the gauntlet. The uh, Nebula... Uh, no, the Nebula gets in stuff like that. And then he... And then uh, Thanos... Joins the the good guys and you know that yeah, it gets, it gets a little that. bit kooky and stuff like that. Yeah, and yep. it,
0: and then when he joined the good guys, it, only the only the only one character that I think was the Hulk, right? Uh-huh. That, that wanted to beat him up. Everybody was like, "No, no, he's with us now. It's okay, he's with us." Yeah, now. it's really weird.
2: Yeah, it yeah. gets really weird. Like, yeah, everybody, whoever's left from the the uh, the disappearance or the death and stuff only th- a Hulk seems to be pissed at Thanos for killing half the universe and stuff. It, it's a, a comic book. It's it's a groundbreaking comic book that people love it and stuff. But the second half of that story, it's a, it, it gets a little bit kooky. It yeah. gets a little bit weird.
0: So I got give the movie some credit for improving yeah. some of the stuff that the comic book got kind of wrong.
2: That's all you can do, man. You can readapt adapt do. a book or adapt a comic book. You can only try and improve on it. And but, it in terms,
0: once again, in terms of a movie, Black Panther still the better movie, but this one is a good popcorn film. That's that's pretty much my line for the movie. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Josephine? Did we uh, lose Josephine? Oh, okay.
3: I would definitely not pay to watch this again. Okay, fair enough
0: uh i i did already pre-order it so you can always use my account to watch oh. it if you really want to again oh <laughs> shout out the 20 bucks already
2: it's on pre-sale already yeah it's already it's pre-ordered already yeah you're talking about infinity, infinity war is it infinity, war? Yeah. infinity war yeah wow it's quick all right fair enough all
3: right all right Wait, I, the one thing i did like about the movie um was the poster that they had for the marathon going on at the el capitan theater that was a nice poster i don't know if you guys saw it what, yeah, was Therese, it look, what does it look like
2: the 10-year poster right
3: Yeah, the 10 year poster, it was basically the um, the majority of it had like this really um, iridescent shine to it. And then all the characters are shown on there, but then they were small enough so that like, you know, it wasn't just like the one that you've been seeing everywhere. It was just all their faces and it looks like a bad Chinese film poster. (laughs) But this one's like they're full bodies, but they're small and they're most of them are like lined up on the bottom of it. And then like Falcon, Iron Man, they're like flying around on top and stuff. So. The way that when I was laid out, I liked it a lot better, and also just because it was shiny and pretty, and I was like, "Ooh, I want that poster!" But I didn't want to sit there for thirty-seven hours or whatever to watch all of it, even though all the celebrities like appeared, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that's amazing."
1: I was just about to say, "Do you know uh, the guy?" I didn't go too much into like the few things I did like about it. Um, I did like the humor of the film for you know good portions of it, especially when it came to Thor. Right? Like they brought over the humorous Thor from Thor Ragnarok right. into this film. I did like every time uh Mark Ruffalo wanted to transform into the Hulk but couldn't and he always had like an internal battle with him himself. Yeah. I laughed a lot at that. Uh so mainly it was Thor, especially when he was clashing with the Guardians of the Galaxy, which their humor it's it's a hit or miss for me. But when Thor comes into it and he establishes command and charge and everyone has a crush on him, even Drax, like that was like the funniest part of the movie for yep. me.
0: Agreed, agreed. All all the jokes revolve around Thor, Hulk, basically anybody from Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy. That's where all the humor is. Every and well, Spider-Man as well, I guess. But every but like the Captain America stuff, very serious. Black Panther stuff, very
2: serious. Yeah, but the thing mm-hmm. is, they still find humor in Captain America in the sense of his earnestness and stuff. Like that. He's not able to read the situation. Because I think the best line in the movie is Groot, he's introduced to Groot, right? He says, I Groot says I am Groot, and then Steve Rogers says, Oh. I am Steve Rogers. You know what I mean. I think that's the right. best line right. in the movie. I think it's, I think the humor is is terrific. It's great. Mm-hmm. No, but-
3: um, yeah, I would say I like the Thor Hulk humor. Still hating Guardians though. I don't. Something about them. Just <laughs> don't. Any, everything they do like pisses me off, and I'm so mad with what they're doing with Mantis and Drax. They're literally like the useless comic relief now. They just appear to be like, "Hi, I'm funny." And then they run off, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Essentially, essentially,
2: yeah, I, I get that, but I, I really like, I, I like Mantis the way she, if you look at the when she, every one of her scenes, I know you go criticize it for it, just she's being background stuff and stuff, but she does weird facial expressions. She's like in her own world, her own movie. When uh, when uh, Peter says, "I'll get you a mean face on," there's
3: a sh- you see her in the corner. Yeah, I I it's saw that. It's so I funny. So, it's kind of feeling the whole thing with the Asians always the weird obscure person, like in Pitch Perfect. Oh, Haname yeah. Lee's character is always in the back doing some weird ass shit because she's Haname Lee. She's the Asian girl. That's totally the Haname <laughs> Lee of Marvel. Yeah, and that's what they're doing the exactly. No, I it's know.
0: fair enough, but I think a lot of a lot of well, from the first Gudge of the Galaxy movie, Marvel realized that. The audience actually likes the Guardians to be all this kooky and weird, yeah. like they do stupid things kind of thing. I guess they're just sticking with that. They're not the Avengers. They're the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It makes it makes them give them different character than the Avengers does.
2: I like the fact that they're kooky. They're off kilters and stuff. Drax is very serious by moment, but he's all joking around. Well, he th- he's not joking around like Joke Joke, but he just acts. They're aliens, though. You know what I mean? They act on, they, they're on a different frequency. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. I don't know I, it works for me. You know? Yeah. All right. Was yeah oh well, also sh- uh, i never liked them oh uh, shout out to the people that animated uh iron man's iron man suit uh I, the animation style oh, the nanotech it. stuff yeah, yeah that's, that's really cool, cool. Oh, that that's very cool. cool that's very cool shout out to the japanese who obviously influenced it and stuff like that you know what i mean so i, I like it I,
0: I did think the best action sequence in the movie was not even the wakanda scenes it, it was it was the one where uh, dr strange yes fireman uh, mm-hmm. iron man when you're trying to get the content of Thanos. That's. of to me, it was the best action scene cool. within the movie. Everybody yep. gets a
2: shot at Thanos right. at that point. And Until like
0: that. Peter Cool screwed it up. Yeah. It's crap. Freaking Fuck A, man. Peter Freaking, a. Freaking A. Freaking A. But um, uh, Red Skull, uh, you guys know that wasn't Hugo Weaving, right? Yes. 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 Yep. Okay. Yep. I thought that was kind of funny. They got an, uh, a guy from The Walking Dead to do essentially an impression of Hugo Weaving to play Hugo Weaving. And apparently, a lot of people got fooled. They're like, oh my God, it's Hugo Weaving. He's back.
2: Yeah, I listened to a couple of podcasts and people were saying, oh, how did they get Hugo Weaving? Because Hugo Weaving has been bitching about that performance for like years now. How they get Hugo Weaving back? No, it's not Hugo Weaving. It's the guy from uh, The Walking Dead.
1: Right.
3: Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that it wasn't him. But when you see when he appeared, you're just like, there's no way Hugo Weaving came back from yeah. this. <laughs> Who is
1: this? Yeah, considering he complete. <laughs> it's funny. Like Hugo Weaving is like the super like bohemian actor, like super about his craft because he's like, ugh doing these blockbuster pole movies bore me. And so he pretty much wrote himself off both on Transformers and Marvel. And I'm kind of like, man, I don't know if that's a smart thing to do or should I admire your candid... Just admire yeah. him, <laughs> and also the weird thing I is,
3: attitude. I admire him for it because not nobody else will do that these mm-hmm. days. They all just care about the money and selling out. So I'm like, God damn, Hugo Weaving, I commend you. And he, it's not like he's hurting for money, anyways.
1: It is funny that he does it like that, but he like. He was so passionate, committed to the Matrix trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm. "Well,
3: okay, because he has he has so many things going on, man. He can chill well, anytime." I true. think his thing him. is
2: Gosh like anytime you see his face, face, I think he's into it. He ha- his face has to appear. You know what I mean?
1: He, he can't no, obscure he did, that Red uh, Skull.
3: Vendetta, you never see his
1: face. Oh yeah, he loved V for oh, that Vendetta. Oh, that's just he a voiceover and stuff is. like that. <laughs> was that
0: a
2: voiceover? Or was he actually behind the mask. Actually, behind the mask. And also, going back to Red Skull in this one, did the guy from Walking Dead do the mocap performance, or did he just do the voice? Anybody know? Just the voice. I think he was actually behind the mask. You think he... Uh-huh. The thing is, it's my whole thing with Hugo Weaving is, like, you know, it's been six years That's since cool. he did the Red Skull. They've probably improved on that makeup. They can do it a lot. Because his whole problem was, like, it, he, he sat in makeup for, like, what, six hours or something like that? I'm sure they improved it. I don't know how the guy from The Walking Dead did it. Is it a mocap thing? Is it? Did they do the makeup thing again? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's a mocap it's, thing, yeah.
1: It's, I think it's a voiceover, because the thing with, like, the Black Order... Like, they didn't include the voice, the cast for those guys oh, until, right. like,
2: okay. a few weeks before the movie came out. Gotcha. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, like, I oh, okay. i
3: confused why they didn't just use their real faces for, like, especially the female because she looked the most humanoid. But then yet they, like, CGI'd her entire face, and I was like, okay, whatever.
0: Yeah, um, and Thanos was completely CG as well, right? They just cap this. Uh, yeah, that's a mocap. One. That's a mo-cap yeah. as well. Yeah,
2: I think all. The, I think all. Yeah, I think all the Blackboard were mocap. I don't. I don't know about yeah. what happened with the the red skull. But I was. I was surprised to see it. I mean, I, I was like, oh, yeah. And fucking- I, I
0: also appreciated the difference in size between Thanos and the regular people. Mm-hmm. I I didn't really think about it as much until I saw it on screen. I'm like, all oh, right, he is supposed to be much taller than they are. Yeah, he's he, like he's like mm-hmm. a Navi compared to the humans.
3: He's literally a titan, so... Yep. Titan.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: titan. He has a big mother effer, man. Well,
0: speaking of... Speaking he's got of,
3: a big-ass fucking chin, too, and a tiny-ass forehead that does not match.
0: Speaking speaking of big characters, uh, casting Peter Dinklage as this giant dwarf... That's pretty good. I thought it was like, oh, that's, that's awesome casting. <laughs> My own criticism the is...
3: The only dwarf, guys. What? <laughs> which other dwarf do you know is going to be in these things? mini Me's dead, so um, they can only cast Peter Dinklage at this point. I think it's a very a
2: small circle. Yeah. It's pretty good. But I, my only criticism for that is you might not want to use your Game of Thrones voice. You,
3: I think you can come up with voice. Oh a voice. Like do a different a one. Like garbage accent that he uses all the time. And here he is using it again. Yeah, yeah.
1: Th- that isn't his real voice? That's not his real voice. That's he, not his real voice. Yeah, he, oh, puts okay. on he puts on an accent. He's an American dude. Yeah,
3: he's an American dude. All the
2: Game of Thrones <laughs> guys are European. They have a European, British kind of thing. He puts on the the accent. Hey, he fooled Latin me, script. man. He fooled me. Oh, wow. I gotta I really? guess he,
3: that accent. It's always off, and he okay. He keeps slipping. I'm like, oh, I'm going to speak yeah. in an English accent.
2: Yeah. My yeah. My one criticism of that is like, like I said, his 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 accents. L- just do do a different one. Just do a different one. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of weird.
0: Did Anyways. they all did they also get lazy with Thor's eye patch that they gave him another eye? Yes.
3: It's I feel a- like they did because what's the point of you having two colored eyes? It doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think it's one of those things where because. Uh, originally, I, I heard this in the backstory. Uh, Nick Fury, uh, what do you call it? Samuel Jackson usually would usually do a, 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 a eye, patch, a real eye patch, right, when he acted and stuff. But it's hard on his depth of vision. He can't really act. He gets headaches and stuff. So recently, when he appears, they digitally, you know, put the eye patch on. I guess they, didn't, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a digital thing, and also. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, and also for Thor, that's what they were. Gonna, that's what they did for you know uh, for this for his eye patch here. But I guess they didn't want to keep doing that for every frame he's in, so they just came up with something to give him, to give him an eye and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, because I guess especially if he's doing all these fight scenes with. Uh impaired vision that would be pretty terrible yeah. for.
2: So the real, him. yeah, the real eye patch doesn't good is not good because of, of of the of the the headaches you get, and also if you do it digitally, that means some some poor bastard for every frame Thor is in has to go and put in an eye patch. I guess they didn't want to bother with. Oh, it. So, speaking yeah. of
0: Thor, mm-hmm. I'm not sure your audience had the same reaction. I my audience had, and me as well. Mm-hmm. When Thor came down in Wakanda, yes. mm-hmm. everybody was yeah. clapping. and me, included, uh-huh. I'm like. We yeah. had a big reaction. Uh, yeah, through. that was that was pretty much the big hero moment of the movie. Was him showing up.
2: Two parts where people clapped the most. I remember if uh, when the cap comes out with his cap beard, mm-hmm. people love. Oh yeah, that's true. Same here, and same also here, Thor. Yeah, and, that's uh, the one I clapped the most with the, with Thor and the thunder and all that stuff. Oh. I, I really. Oh uh, we
3: had we had that when Cap came out, everyone was screaming and cheering. When Thor came in, they were screaming and cheering. Yeah. And then when Wakanda came in, like in the very yes. beginning, when they're like, "Oh, where are we going next? Wakanda!" You hear the drums? Everyone yeah. started cheering and screaming there too. Yep.
2: Yeah. And the Black Panthers, uh, Wakanda Forever war cry. To me, I I, I love that war cry. You know. And I, it,
0: I had one person in my audience say Wakanda Forever when when they showed. Did up. you punch him in the face? <laughs> like, no. Nerd. <laughs> I I wanted to do it
2: (laughs) And also visually I like uh, It's a really cool touch Where the people From Wakanda Everybody Charging at the At the the monsters I love the fact that Captain America And and Black Panther at some point, just dusted everybody. You know what I mean? He, They just... You're yes. like yes. Usain Bolt. You know what I mean? They got out there up in front. I, not, I love not that. Not only that,
0: but it's a callback to Winter Soldier when Captain America... You realize, oh, Captain America can run really fast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Both
2: Black Panther and Captain America can run really, really fast. And I love the fact that they spread ahead and they were the one that took charge. And they did like, they did like a black uh, backflip into the fight and stuff like that. I, I, I dug all that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's nice, right, when you actually see the people who are leading a Fight actually in front and fighting as opposed to real life when they all just sit behind yeah. computer screens yeah. and, uh, yeah. and uh, kill yeah. everybody. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another problem I had how, like, they're fighting against basically a faceless army mm-hmm. again, where yeah. they have been mass produced. Where the hell do they come from? They don't explain this. They all just look like a bunch of new venoms mm-hmm. running around, tearing everybody apart, and all the poor Wakandans mm-hmm. have to, like, suffer against that. Mainly, it's just a Wakandan army that really that's doing all the. Oh, day.
1: when Thanos snaps his finger, that also applies to his army, right? Yes, yes, yeah, it does. So, yeah, it does. And also, and did you guys that's notice when he, terrible. when he,
3: and it applies st- to.
2: Sorry. Did we lose you? Did we lose you?
0: Hello. <laughs> I think we lost. Okay. them. Well, just let me. Oh, there you are. You're yeah. back. Go ahead.
3: Hello. Can
0: yeah. you hear us? Mm-hmm. I hear you now. Yes, go ahead.
3: Um, I was saying th- it also...
0: Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it got better. Okay,
2: go ahead.
3: Okay, I was saying, does it also apply to animals and, like, insects and all that stuff?
2: Theoretically, yes. I believe so, yeah. It's yeah. all life. If It's indiscriminate. It's like th- all life. I thought there was
3: one, like- Also, trees, too?
2: Not trees. <laughs> also... All- Quote unquote. Oh, that
0: would have been awesome if you saw the oh, trees disappearing to ashes. Half the earth is just
1: brown.
3: Half the ashes gone, and you're
2: like, yeah. what's happening? Holy cow!
1: Yeah. All so the birds this
2: are idea gone.
3: Idea is terrible. Yeah.
1: How
0: about bacteria? Is
2: bacteria, bacteria gone sir, sir. too? Bacteria, Holy cow! Here, I guess.
3: Yeah, or like literally every planet, just half of it just disappears. Yeah. Like microorganisms, like you know what
2: I mean? Lice, they're all gone. I
3: think yeah. it's
2: yeah. I think it's all okay. life. I think it's all life, if i remember correctly. Yeah. Oh,
0: but so oh, what, everything. Once again, for the listeners who haven't read the comic book yet in the comic books he actually killed half the population in the beginning of the storyline yeah. as opposed to this one it's at the end
2: i think that's what threw me off as far as as uh, as far as the ending because i thought a couple of things i thought oh they in this movie they tr- they try killing thanos a couple of times you know what i mean and i thought oh thor finally did it. he he did it we're all good it's all it's all it's all fine nope he snapped his finger everybody dies I and mean, half the people die and also in the comic book uh, it, he does it right at the beginning It's like within like five pages into the story Half-Life is is, is gone so because they didn't do it at the beginning of the movie I was thrown off I was I, I'm I'm an idiot because I don't know I, I had no idea they were actually going to do it I didn't actually think they were actually you didn't gonna, think they had the balls to pull it off right? yeah I was like I yeah. have to This is why yeah. I, I was surprised too they yeah, actually right. went ahead and did it I'm like yeah. And that's how they end the movie. Like, oh, it's pretty ballsy, Marvel. It's pretty ballsy. And the final scene, again, goes back to the whole idea that Thanos is the main character. There's a scene where he's in the hut. He's resting. He's, he's, he's like, he's done his quest. He's, he's done. They do a comic book reference where he puts the costume on a scarecrow and stuff like that. Right,
0: right, yeah. right. And
2: also, oh, the one thing, there's something else I noticed. Uh, uh, when Thanos snapped, after he snapped his glove... Uh, the gauntlet is destroyed. It's, it's destroyed. Yes. Yeah.
0: I guess that'll be explained in the comic, in the comic books, in, in the, the next, next movie. movie. My
2: vibe is like the stones still work, and I think they're probably still together in a glove. But the glove, but the th- all six stones can't be used in unison anymore. That's that's the impression I got because the glove is destroyed. Because the glove maker, Peter Dinklage's character, says he made the glove so that the six of them can be held together and used in unison. Right. So I think that's a that's a story point for next time.
3: True. Of course um oh can you guys explain why um okay, so when you see us in the trailer when you see baby gamora holding thanos's hand i was like oh this is a backstory i would love to watch and then they show it and i was like this is a garbage backstory can you guys explain as to why out of all those little green asian people who turn out to be black when they grow up somehow chooses her and why was she the quote-unquote fighter? She was just like, where's my mommy? Wow, you're a fighter. No, she's not. She just asked you where her mommy was. I, I think
0: it was arbitrary because maybe she was the only child that actually walked up to Thanos and asked me where my mommy is at. And then for Thanos, is like, oh, well, you're brave. You're actually like asking me questions here. Yeah. Come over here, little one. Let me give you a gift. Yeah. I think it was just not that simple, really.
2: Yeah. I think so. Yeah,
0: it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that backstory in the comic books. Like I said, in Infinity Gauntlet, Gamora was sidelined. Practically the whole time. Yeah,
2: and Gamora throughout the comics, not just Infinity Gauntlet, uh, not just Infinity Gauntlet. She's more of a, a, a sexy assassin, sex pot kind of a thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, she was. But yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's just the movie. It's just it's just her story. You know hear I me? Mean? Otherwise, it'd be another character. Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, uh, on a tangent, it's <laughs> funny that like this is where like how disconnected the Marvel TV universe is from the Marvel film universe. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't so know. you have Phil Coulson still alive. He's still doing his thing, Agents Shield. Same timeline as Infinity uh, spoilers War. for Agents Shield so, right
0: now.
2: Go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, so here's spoiler for the Agents of Shield. So the most recent episode, there's a one character who talks to Daisy, uh, Daisy, the Chloe Bennet's character, Daisy, really? um, and <laughs> <Daisy> it's like, <laughs> hey man, did you hear what happened in New York? All those people just like, you know, you know, like the the spaceship and all that. And then Daisy's character, Daisy, just goes, yeah, I don't care about that.
0: No, she, she was like, I don't, I don't really watch the news, you know, because I, I don't, I had too much to deal with at, at yeah. this point. It was like, it was a throwaway line that they did just to like link it up with the MCU.
2: Yeah, that's another reason why I think the general, the huge population will come back in the next movie cuz otherwise all the TV shows are fucked up, man. They're just they're just screwed over, you know what I mean?
1: Well, even you, in, the, in the in I the, don't think they care. I think like yeah. because what they're doing is that like they've been trying so hard, especially agents of shield and all the actors to try to incorporate themselves, "Hey, look at us. Look at me. We're hey, we're here." major we're here. villains yeah. that has world-ending stakes. And the MCU could not care, yeah. so they just go. You know what? We don't care either. We'll just do our own stories. Mm-hmm. So whatever events happen in your thing, mm-hmm. doesn't affect us. Yeah, at least Agent of the Shield actually acknowledges
0: MCU movies because mm-hmm. even in the in Agent of the Shield, the current situation right now with the big giant spaceship above their little town, mm-hmm. their answer, their one line answer in Agent of the Shield was that, oh, right now it's this whole town is cut off from the rest of the world So nobody knows what's going on yeah. here. So, I don't think
2: the Netflix shows even idea. even reference it anymore, right? No, nope. they still do. I mean, vague references like to, but they make jokes like,
1: "Oh yeah, that guy who who's really green," or like, "Oh the you know that hammer dude guy." But that's as far as the references go. And it's gonna
2: it's gonna get more and more complicated too as the movies go along. But also, Runaways is coming out. I mean, came out and stuff like that. This cloak and dagger. So I don't know. I I think at some point the biggest.
3: (laughs) Inhumans.
0: Yeah, (laughs) inhumans. Forgot about the humans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus
2: Christ. But anyway, at some point look at the biggest breakup might be between Marvel movie and Marvel T V show and stuff like that. Good lord.
0: Okay. All right. Now, since we already The Gauntlet doing... can't
2: fix that. Thanos can't fix that. All right. Can't okay, fix then. that rift.
0: Alright, well since we already segue out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh at this point on listeners, thanks for listening.
2: Get the hell out of here. Go. Uh John where can people find you online? Twitter, J I A M I N G L I O U.
1: Josephine.
3: Uh Twitter at I am Josephine. I never use it. Facebook and Instagram, uh
1: Edward. This is Edward. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Cinnabon Monster.
0: And this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. Uh, on my, I saw that movie blog, on the other podcast, Stuff and Junk Show, uh, comic strip, blah, blah, blah. Who at Um, Just like the movie, which I think was a very fast two and a half hours. This is arguably probably our longest episode yet.
2: It was also two and a half hours. We did a minute-by-minute <laughs> minute review of... Uh, of Infinity War. All right,
0: listeners, I'm not going to edit this episode. So you kind of heard everything that happened in the background or whatever. So, so yeah. We have
3: pets. They're crazy.
0: <laughs> exactly. If you want to send comments about that, uh, you can send it to whoatworswhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, head over to com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the White axis Find them at the com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatwherewhy and just like the movie had an after credits, here's our after credits. Uh, thoughts on Nick Fury? Uh, what's her name?
2: Maria yeah. Hill. Maria oh, yeah. Hill. You sexist pig! <laughs> oh, you remember right? the guy's name, right. huh? I know. You animal.
0: I did, I did, and the whole Captain okay. Marvel reference. Go I, ahead.
3: My only question with why he would, yeah, we get. Oh, it's to lead to the next Marvel film, but wouldn't? What if she also disappeared in the thing? You know, so they sh- it would have made more sense for me if he like started some sort of robot protocol, like "oh, sentinels mm-hmm. attack," whatever mm-hmm. crap. I know that's not the case, but why would he call up another human figure if they she also had the possibility of disappearing? I mean,
1: he he doesn't know. So. He doesn't I know, know
3: but yeah. he and Marie Hill disappeared, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, the right. code red I'm, thing. Uh, do
0: you guys have any other theories?
2: Gentlemen? Uh I my theory is she's actually not going to be in that in the next movie as much as you, people might think. She will be. I disagree. But I ahead. think it's more of a tease to her movie. Oh, I think... No,
1: yeah. I, no, she definitely plays a factor in the next one. And I think it's just so people get excited that she yeah. will be in the Captain Marvel movie, which, by the way, takes yeah. place in the 90s. Right. So, Phil Coulson will be in that one. Yeah. Right. But... Um... And I believe but she yeah. definitely does play a factor in the Avengers Four.
2: I do believe that movie, uh, Captain. Mar- I, I, have two, I have a couple of predictions. I believe Ant Man and the Wasp that comes out in a couple of months. I think the end of that movie takes them up to real time with the disappearance. I think that's how that movie ends, right? And I think, yep. and I think Captain Marvel ends with some She's either trapped or she's on some sort of mission in space, and she gets that signal from Nick Fury, and she comes back to Earth, right? But I, again, I just I just don't remember seeing a lot of like paparazzi photos of them you know, of her on set for this for this movie so i don't think she's in the avengers 4 as much as people think you know what i mean but i think she's in it but just not they much could really also
3: think. just be really good at hiding shit for once
2: yeah maybe but yeah well, but those we'll are my we'll kind of predictions
0: now, now yeah. they did say that captain marvel actually had scenes in the battle in wakanda they said but they cut it out for for certain reasons mm-hmm. and i think this is it uh, maybe with my theory yeah. again. Maybe they use the time stone in the Infinity Gauntlet to reverse back time. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's how they get people back in, yeah. in alive again. I don't think that. And then that's why Captain Marvel yeah. this time is part of the fight.
2: The thing is, they establish the time stone not as a universal dial back. You know what I mean? When they use the time stone, every time they use the time stone, it's for a specific event or a specific item. You know what I mean? It doesn't reverse the time of the entire universe. Okay, so I'm mean?
0: wrong on that, I guess. Uh, but-
2: I think it's. I think it's a multiverse thing. You think it's a multiverse thing? I think the multiverse. I, thing.
0: I agree with the whole like she's probably stopped. She's probably in space. That's why she doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as people start disappearing, and she gets the code red thing, that's when she goes. back My, to her my whole thing is, does she doesn't age in space though? She doesn't age, no, she, no. Remember, when you travel out in space, you know she's that years go by fast. Uh-huh. Ooh, you know, so we're doing go, Star by, Trek. Ooh. Unless 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 you unless you're traveling in warp mm-hmm. warp speed or whatever, <laughs> by the time you get back to Earth, years have gone by. Fair enough. That's All the right. that's the that's the scientific answer into space travel. Oh
1: yeah.
2: All that complicated science, but Nick Fury calls her with a pager. I, I get you. I know, I right? You. Yeah. I, it's hot. it's a good it's good.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh yeah, I think Captain Marvel still plays a factor in the Marvel Fourth movie because they did also address the Marvel president that everyone's like, where's Hawkeye? Oh my god, where's Hawkeye? That he yeah. will play a key component in the fourth movie. Yeah, which right. apparently I don't know if he's just lying out of his ass mm-hmm. just to make the hawkeye fans happy or if it's actually true that I think, jeremy renner will be in the four from avengers i movie. think I he will
2: i think it's true i think either a man at the wasp the end or the beginning of the next one you'll see the this story from hawkeye's perspective in the sense that his family's going to disappear and that's when that's what that's what gets him into the story his family disappears and he wants to revenge against that oh,
0: yeah, that makes sense to me yeah that makes i think sense. that's
2: right, i i do think he's in it because Jeremy Renner on Instagram posted pictures like you know like his haircut on set, and he mentioned he broke his arm right before he shot Avengers and stuff like that. I think it's I think he's in the forefront. I think, uh, Ant Man, the Wasp, and Hawkeye come in come into the next one. Yeah,
0: and I, I think they're gonna want to have some kind of big shot where the original Avengers show up on screen together. One so last time. They gotta have Hawkeye. I think
2: it's one way. of those one last ride kind of things. You know what I mean? It's like all... That's why That's why I said... I think that's why all the original Avengers are still alive at, at the end of this. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. one last ride and then the new gang comes in with Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man I think takes over, Black Panther. At all, this point
0: like, on, I don't think there's any reason for you to kill Iron Man because if the, once again... Kill if they try and kill Iron Man, the next one. I like full shame. Fool me once, shame on you.
2: I think based on this movie, the more obvious death would be Captain America because Captain America is really sidelined in this one. I yes. think he really takes an active part in the next one. You know what I mean? He's the guy who, him and Iron Man would be the two characters that that be the most pissed because they're the two leaders. They're the one who are supposed to protect the Earth from this sort of thing. I think that they'll take an active part in it and stuff like that. I'm just hoping uh, what Wong plays a bigger part. Because remember how I said everyone that disappeared has an anchor that's still alive? For Doctor Strange, there's only Wong. So Wong better step the fuck up, man. Because, you know, who else, who else is there to, for the magic side of it? You know what I mean? It's like, come on. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm? All right. This has been... Uh, I- yeah, oh, ahead. I was oh. going
3: to say, I thought it was really stupid and cheesy. I mean, it's a comic book film. But they had so many slow-mo walking scenes of everybody coming into a frame. In this one and you guys are like oh they're, they're gonna have a a thing of all the original avengers doing it and i'm like they had it so many times already in this well like Jami
2: said one last time yeah i would say they'd be in it i'm not, I'm not saying they go slow-mo oh the no, the no they are
0: so slow-mo in yeah you know four
2: <laughs> i think they're just be in it. i think like i said just one last ride i think they go out and play ziggory i think at least half of the original avengers don't come don't come out of this
3: they're gonna so- the whole movie's gonna be in slow-mo yeah. just Oh my
2: god. <laughs> That'll be hilarious. <laughs> Alright, this has been another episode of Spiders Please, which is part of the Who
0: at Worst Why Network.